Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Welcome back to the Start of the Year podcast. I'm Frank Gruber, the co-founder and co-CEO of Established, co-founder of Established Ventures, and the team behind the Startup of the Year community and this very podcast. Today, we've got a couple of old friends coming back to share some knowledge and have a great conversation. On this episode, we've got Erica Dignan Minahan. She returns. She's the uh, founder and general partner of Rain Ventures. And uh, we've got our old friend Matt Hunkler from Powder Keg as well. And they're going to be talking about uh, investment strategies and her interest in the we economy. So looking forward to that conversation here shortly. Uh, until then, though, we've got a special, special promotion here of one of our startups. We're, we like to shine a light on the startups from our Startup of the Year community. And on t- today's episode, it's a company that focuses on food and supplements. It's called Suppleful. And uh, it's an all-in-one platform for creators that want to launch and operate their own food or food supplement brand effortlessly. So that's pretty cool if you're uh, into that. And it makes it sound really easy, doesn't it? This uh, approach unifies the entire business cycle from product selection all the way to e-commerce enablement and order fulfillment. So you can do it all in one in one single platform with no upfront costs. And so if you're a creator and you want to get, get, get it going, you just go over there to their website, uh, suppleful.com. It's S-U-P-L-I-F-U-L.com, C-O-M. And uh, learn more right away. All right, now let's get into our conversation with Erica and Matt. I was curious to just dive right in and just hear a little bit about what you're excited about right now. Some of the trends you're seeing in tech, uh, some of the companies that you're looking at. Um, what are the things that you're most optimistic about when you look at the way the tech world is responding to really just the world and society today? Yeah, well, you know, there is so much innovation happening right now. I think, you know, I am really blessed to be a VC and to be, you know, at the forefront of seeing what amazing founders are doing uh, to innovate and create change in the world. Uh, One of our big theses at Rain Ventures, and we're a seed stage venture capital fund that invests in consumer tech and software companies, uh, is what we call the we economy. And for us, the we economy is about technology startups that are using innovative technology like AI, blockchain, NFTs, and also digital communities to leverage that to solve big problems using the power of communities, right? So actually including people in solving these problems rather than just pushing tech on them to solve problems. So for us, that's a big theme. Um, but we're definitely very bu- bullish on artificial intelligence, machine learning, and leveraging you know, those network effects to solve some of the bigger problems. One of uh, our biggest and most successful portfolio companies was actually uh, last year's Startup of the Year winner. And uh, we had actually invested in them way before they were even uh, in this competition. Uh, but they're in the fintech space and they've been able to solve the problem of um, predatory payday lending by creating communities and using networks to help people get capital to each other. So they solve two problems. One is very expensive uh, sort of emergency loans that most people can't afford. And then also a lack of attractive um, liquid investment opportunities for 
people who have a few extra thousand dollars that they'd like to invest. Um, we've seen lenders get, you know, above double digit uh, returns, which is great for a highly liquid asset. And we've seen borrowers be able to get access to emergency cash that can save them hundreds of dollars in late fees, inconvenience, and really, you know, get them the capital they need to solve big problems that occur in their lives. So that's what we're excited about. It's really cool to hear. Um, I love hearing that lenders are putting the money to use in that sort of way and more people are able to get the loans they need. Um, I know a lot of money is also coming off the sidelines and cert certainly pouring into venture as well. Um, Rain Ventures, tell me a little bit more about um, the fund and what you've kind of seen just in the general trends of, of VC. Um, certainly a lot more smaller funds coming into the VC world right now. Uh, more and more capital being deployed outside of traditional tech hubs like Silicon Valley. Um, what are some of those other kind of VC trends that you're seeing? Yeah, huh. well, you know, there are a lot of interesting things happening in the space. You know, I think one of the things that we're trying to do um, and why you're seeing more smaller firms pop up is because um, there's a lot of demand, I think, on the founder side for, you know, a different, more boutique type of investor. Um, and we definitely, you know, at Rain, sort of, at least for now, consider ourselves in that category. I mean, you know, we see a decade from now being a much larger firm um, and a much bigger fund, but always sort of really taking that boutique approach and um, really sort of understanding that founders are looking for capital partners that um, are bringing, obviously, a check, tons of experience, relationships, but most importantly, people that they can trust, right? When you're thinking about who do I want to have on my board? Who do I want to have in my corner? You know, who can I expect to have my back for the next, you know, decade long <laughs> uh, journey that we're embarking together on? And I think that's really why we've seen a rise in smaller funds, you know, with um, you know, maybe smaller uh, GP partnerships where people can really sort of identify a specific type of, you know, uh, partner that they want to work with for the future, right? Versus some of the bigger, more standard um, traditional venture funds. Uh, for us, you know, a big differentiating factors is we're one of the only venture firms out there with two um, black women GPs, right? There are very few, you know, as you guys know, the venture in general is not exactly a very diverse place. And what that means is that startups don't have, you know, great options for building diverse cap tables. Um, nobody wants to not have options around the types of investors that they can go to for investment. So we're helping to solve that. Um, and also, you know, you want to make sure that in your investor base, you have a variety of different voices, I think, to hear from. And so, you know, even when we're investing in a company that doesn't have an underrepresented founder, we're bringing a lot of value to them because we're helping them maybe have perspective on, you know, markets that they're not inherently familiar with. Do you have any examples of some of your portfolio companies that have benefited from having those different perspectives and having more diverse leaderships? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have one really great, um, well, actually two companies, I think, that uh, are good examples of this. So one um, is a company uh, called Monica and Andy, which is sort of the leader in organic sustainable baby, and they have a digital marketplace as well. Um, brother and sister founder, Monica Royer, and then her brother, um, Andy Dunn, who was also one of the, the founder of Bonobos. So, you know, a lot of experience in retail and working on a really important 
a problem around um, clothing sustainability, particularly for baby clothes, which you know are like, <laughs> you go through them pretty quickly. So you want to make sure there's like a good supply chain and, you know, it's high quality, quality product. Um, it's interesting because, you know, we just increased our investment in them in their last round and are looking to take a board seat. Um, and, you know, outside of the founder, you know, they don't have any mom, women moms on, on the board, right? And you would think with a company like that, I mean, of course there should be a mom on the board, you know, besides the founder. And so us actually being able to fill that role for them meant a lot to the founder because, you know, she doesn't exactly love having to go into board meetings and be the only woman and the only mom when it's a, you know, very large digital platform for moms. So that one's really important. Um, another one that we just did is an amazing, uh, you know, IoT security company called Flare. Uh, they do a very beautiful uh, bracelet jewelry that, you know, uh, stealthily contains some security devices. So if you're ever in an unsafe situation, you can get help to get out of it at the press of a button. Um, amazing team. You know, they're both survivors of sexual assault. And when they went to raise money for this company, you know, which is obviously a huge market opportunity, but also, you know, a, a mission that's really important to them, you know, they felt so blessed to be able to have um, capital partners who had actually experienced, you know, the problem they were solving um, and could really, you know, work with them on that level of, you know, understanding where they were coming from and also, you know, their, their customer base and why they needed it. So it's situations like that, that really help us understand the importance of what we do and why our presence in the market is really priceless to founders. Really great examples. And I'm excited to hear that companies like that are getting backed, uh, growing like crazy and have great leadership and mentorship, uh, to support it. It's really cool to hear. Um, we've obviously had a very interesting last couple of years, just in general, um, as a society. Um, and I've heard a lot of investors talk about that shift of, you know, used to be always face to face, always required, you know, being able to shake someone's hand or, you know, give them a hug or be in the same room with them. Certainly that hasn't always been possible over the last two years, um, which has presented some challenges for sure. And I'm sure we've all experienced that ourselves. Um, I'm curious if you saw any benefit um, or even more connectivity or more um, opportunities during these last couple of years as you've been investing? Like, have you found ways to connect with different types of entrepreneurs you wouldn't have found otherwise or found other ways maybe even to network with co-investors or as you're raising the, that this most recent uh, fund, you know, maybe connect with people that wouldn't have otherwise uh, been in your network? I'm just curious kind of what that was like from you being in the VC seat. You know, obviously I was in the operator entrepreneur seat for the last couple of years. So I'm curious to get your perspective on kind of what that shift was like. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. So first of all, I'm pretty sure that pre-pandemic, um, I was already spending a ton of time meeting with founders on Zoom. Um, I've kind of always, you know, before we started our fund, I used to run a, uh, you know, sort of geographically distributed angel investor network. So from that perspective, I was really used to using Zoom for a lot of things because we weren't all in one location. Um, the one thing that I would say for me that was transformative and, you know, I'm certainly love being able to use video technology so that I can meet and spend time with more founders 
and connect with founders, like regardless of whether they live in New York City or they live in, you know, Omaha, Nebraska, right? Like that's, I, I love that we have that kind of open door policy and accessibility. For us, it was really transformative because prior to the pandemic, um, you know, if you're raising money for a fund, whether you're talking to high net worth individuals or institutions, they would want to book an in-person meeting with you. You know, the meeting would probably need to be booked like two months in advance. You'd have to fly to Salt Lake City or drive to Hartford, Connecticut or whatever crazy place that you were going to um, to get rejected. And, uh, you know, ha- with a couple months between each rejection. So it was really wonderful. COVID accelerated the pace of rejections, um, which I was very grateful for. I was like, great, you know, you can reject me this week with me only spending half an hour instead of two months from now with me spending a full day uh, to get a no. Um, but as you know, you know, they say the rule of thumb is like 200 no's for every yes in any sort of fundraising enterprise. So, you know, it was good that the more no's that we could rack up, the more quickly we were able to get to a yes. And uh, 2021 ended up being great for us um, with some really fantastic institutional LP partners um, like the Metropolitan Museum of Art, which is really interested in figuring out ways to engage uh, our, you know, community in New York um, and to support diverse founders um, and particularly to be at the forefront of what's going on with the convergence of art and technology. Alphabet's capital G, um, which has also made a very big commitment, obviously, to to startup innovation and supporting underrepresented founders. Um, Bank of America, our our first institutional um, commitment, um, as well as, you know, many amazing family offices that really believe in what we're doing and sort of the change that we're creating uh, from from seed, which is great. Really great. I, I would love for everyone here to know how to learn more about Rain Ventures, what you're working on, um, and maybe where to follow you. Uh, what, what platforms are you most active on? Uh, where oh, can people yeah. <laughs> find all the awesome things you're involved with? Okay, cool. Um, so our website is Rain, which is R-E-I-G-N, right? Like rule the world, Rain. Um, RainVC.com. We're actually just in the process of uh, sort of refreshing it and redoing it. So hopefully it'll be a much nicer website post-Feb 1st, but you can still look at the old one if you like. Um, And then you can follow me on LinkedIn, um, where I try to post pretty frequently. Um, Instagram, it's at Erica Minahan. My full name's Erica Dignan Minahan. So I either go by Erica Dignan, Erica Minahan, or Erica Dignan Minahan. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would say Twitter, Instagram, Erica Minahan and LinkedIn are the best places. And of course, you know, if you ever want to contact us, it's Eric at rainvc.com. And if you're interested in raising capital from rain, you can submit an application on our website. Well, I just want to say thanks for sharing some of your experience and thanks for everything that you do for the tech ecosystem, backing incredible founders, awesome technologies, and really excited to you know, hopefully in a couple of years, be back on stage with you hearing about the more awesome stuff that you've done. So I, I would love that. I, you know, we, we should, we should definitely try and do an interview with each other at least, you know, once a year. I don't know. Ma- next time I want to interview you. All right. Deal. <laughs> deal. Let's give it up for Erica Dagen Minahan. All right. Thanks so much, Erica and Matt. Really appreciate you being here. And it was great to see you in, back in the, in Tampa in January. So appreciate that. And Looking forward to seeing you again soon. 
Uh, and also the, the advice you shared was very helpful, even if you're an investor or you know looking for successful companies, or also you know if you're a startup founder and you're trying to navigate the path to find investors, this is great, some great information. So appreciate your conversation today. All right, hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. And if you did, we urge you to share it with somebody that you think might find it helpful, whether it be a friend, a colleague, family member, somebody that's trying to get it going and could learn from this uh, conversation. So sharing is caring and get it going, spread it far and wide. We appreciate that as we look to help as many people as possible. All right, well, thanks for listening today. We appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you, you, you got something from it. And if you have a startup idea and you want to get it going, today is the best day to start up. Not tomorrow, not the next day. Get it going, get it started. And I encourage you to join our community for access to support, expert advice, resources, and everything you need to elevate your startup. Simply go to startupofyear.com or go to SOTY.link forward slash apply. Fill out the application. It's free and you'll be in the door and we'll be working together trying to help you along your journey. Until next time, I'm Frank Gruber. Make sure you remember to hug your loved ones out there. It's getting nice out there. Summertime. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe and we'll be back with another episode soon.